Proverbs 16, verse 32. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. This morning I want to take some time and I want to talk about how we can help our children become emotionally mature. How we can help our children become emotionally mature. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for allowing us to be here this morning. I thank you uh, that we get to spend uh, a Sunday with our church family gathered together worshiping you. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to us this morning. Help us uh, as we seek to, to raise the next generation of godly Christians. Help us to be proactive and intelligent in what we're doing. And Lord, help us to raise a generation that is sold out completely to you. I love you, Lord. In your name, amen. Uh, God saw fit to give me three daughters. And, and um, it, it's, it was, it's awesome. I'll say that. But I can't tell you how many times I've had somebody come up to me and say, Oh, you got, gir- you got, you got girls, uh, good luck. Just wait till they're teenagers. Just wait. Yo, oh, boy, you're, you're in for it. And, and, and this is a side note. This is, this is not part of my notes. This is, this is just me venting a little bit. Don't do that. That's annoying. That's so annoying. Listen, I, I understand that, that raising children, every stage is fraught with its own level of difficulty. But having a teenage daughter is not something that I should dread or something that's terrible. Oh, teen. Listen, if, if I am doing my job, then, then hopefully I get to watch as God raises or, or, or uses my daughters to be wonderful women for God. And it's not something that I have to, what am I going to do? But with that being said, I understand what they're saying. Girls tend to be very emotional. And, and, and God in his infinite wisdom and, and humor has decided to give me one daughter who's just like me, but extremely emotional. And so I, I get 90% of her, but that 10%, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And then he's giving me a second daughter who's this sweet, gentle, sensitive little girl who my brash and rough personality is definitely not the most equipped to parent her. And so in so doing, God's given me this really this, this unique opportunity of becoming a better person so that I can effectively raise my, my daughters, and I'm thankful for it. But what I've had to learn very, very quickly as a dad is that how do I help my children, particularly my daughters, uh, navigate their emotions and, and to get to the point where they are emotionally mature? And so this morning, I really want us to, to kind of analyze and, stu- and study this a little bit. And, and as we help our children, possibly, hopefully even help ourselves, learn how to, how to handle our emotions in a way that, that's mature and responsible. You know, emotional maturity, old school parenting kind of box at this idea of, of, of validating emotion, right? I, I, we hear it a lot. That we're raising a snowflake culture. And, and, and listen, I am, I am with it. I had a student come up to me a couple weeks ago on a Wednesday night and critique my language because my, a, a word that I used is now considered politically incorrect. And I, okay. <laughs> all right, thank you for telling me, and, and I will try to be mindful of it, but truthfully, it's probably not going to change much of my behavior at all. And listen, I, I, you know what, I probably should just tell you so you're not wondering. I, I, we are speaking of the nomadic people, speaking of the Hebrew people, uh, and, and we're, so we're speaking of, of the gypsy culture. Well, apparently gypsy is now considered a, a, a slur. Um, and and it, whether it may be or not, I, I don't know. Um, I am familiar with missionaries to the gypsy people or people who are from the gypsy culture, and they refer to themselves as gypsies. So I don't know if this is one of those they can say it and I can't kind of things. But that being said, 
whatever, whatever it is. It, it, she came up to me and let me know that that was now considered a slur and I shouldn't say it anymore. So, you know, I, I understand. We're in this culture now where, where everything is very sensitive and everything is very, very, oh, no, what should we do? And so this old school parenting mentality is like, well, I'm not raising emotional kids, but, but that's, that's wrong. God has instilled within us emotion for a reason. Emotion is not a bad thing. It is not something that we must squelch underneath our thumb to eliminate entirely, but it is something that we have to help our children learn to navigate and balance well. Because emotion is meant to guide but not govern. I want to say it again because it's so important that we learn this, even, our, even ourselves. Emotion is meant to guide but not govern. God has given us emotions for a reason, and we should listen to them, but they should not dictate all of our behaviors. So how do we help our children as they, they develop and as they grow learn how to navigate their emotions so that they guide them but they don't govern them? First of all, we need to recognize the negative emotions and instead of allowing it to evoke an emotional response from us, help our child to, to work through it, process it. So first of all, emotion is not sin. Emotion is not sin. We see throughout the Bible some of the greatest men of God expressing very, very strong emotion. Moses coming down off the, the, the mount after communing with God for 40 days, seeing the rebellion of the Hebrew people. What's he do? He angrily throws the tablets and breaks them. Jesus walking into the temple, seeing it being used as a, a place of, of money changers, of thieves, and, and he flips tables and he beats people with cords. These are strong emotions that are elicited over terrible uh, 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 things that people are doing. We also see sorrow as David weeps over the death of his child. We, we see love as their entire books dedicated to, to the love between a, a, a husband and wife. Emotion is not sin. So we, how, do we, how do we ensure that we are, are, are helping our children with this emotion? First of all, most of the time, our problem with our children's emotion is usually their anger, is it not? Like, I, I, just me? Okay, it's just me. I'm the only one with an angry kid. No, no. Most of the time, our problem with ch our, our, our child's emotion is their anger. Listen, I, I, again, my daughters, I, I have, I, Cora is one of the most sensitive, kind little girls that you'll ever meet. And so a harsh word to her, a raised voice and a stern look is devastating. She, she will melt into a puddle of tears if she thinks I'm mad at her. Whereas Ella, if, 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 I, am, if I am in her face and she doesn't think she's getting a spanking, she doesn't care. She, you cannot rattle her until there's threatened, until there's, until there's, Physical consequences. So, so you know, a, a lot of times our problem with our child's emotion is their anger. We're not bothered by the crying or necessarily. We're not bothered by their love. So how, how do we help them with anger? Now, I don't know about in your home. Uh, obviously, our children are not allowed to express their anger towards mom and dad, right? Uh, we were recently in public, and uh, I had Ella with me, and uh, we watched as this little boy who, uh, I, we were in Walmart in the, the, the cereal or Pop-Tart aisle. He's holding up a box of Pop-Tarts. His mom yells at him, put those down. And he, in his anger, throws the Pop-Tarts at her and then runs up to her and punches her. And, <laughs> yeah, you had the same reaction I did. I'm sitting there uh, holding my daughter's hand, and I was like, oh, boy. And I, out of the corner of the eye, I see my Ella look up at me, and she goes, her eyes all big. And as we walked past, I said, what do you think about that? She said, you would have probably given me two spankings. And, 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 and listen, because 
Obviously, my child knows she's not allowed to express her anger towards me. But knowing my child as well as I do, I have seen those moments where she's gotten a spanking she felt was unmerited or she's getting consequences that she feels unfair. And I've seen that anger behind her eyes. How many of you as a parent have seen that? You, you know what I'm talking about. So what do we do? What do we do in that moment? A lot of times it can be this opportunity for, I'm going to out-angry you. You're mad? Well, I could be more mad. And unfortunately, what we do is we, we, we cause this, this cycle to worsen. They, they, they're afraid to show their anger because I'm only going to get more mad. And it's, that's my tendency. I don't know about you. You may be a better person than I am. When, when I see that anger, my first thought is, nope, not happening. You're not going to be mad at me, buddy. But, but listen, it has taken some, some, the grace of God for me to learn, stop, let's sit down, let's talk about this. Ella, I see that you're upset. Why are you upset? Explain to me why you're angry, all right? Is that emotion valid? Should you be feeling this way? Is the, you feel the, the consequences are unfair? Listen, you made a choice. These are clearly the consequences you get. This is what happens. And, and maybe she doesn't walk away un, without the anger, but instead of worsening the cycle, I'm helping her analyze and understand the emotion she's feeling and work it out so that it's not in a sinful way. All right? Emotion is not sin. Oh, we need to be sure that we help our children recognize the cause of their negative emotion. <laughs> Have you ever found yourself angry for no reason? You woke up in the morning and you're just, you're just mad. Or maybe, maybe you do know the reason. Maybe you, you're, you're thinking about something and, and you, you, you've kind of worked up this idea that, that something is, is, is worse than it actually is. And so now you're mad at your husband or you're mad at your wife because they said this and, or, and, and then... And then by the end of it, you're all mad and everybody else is like, what's going on with him, right? Uh, our children are no different. It is very often that our child is, is, has an emotion that they don't understand where it came from. And it is vital for us, and even in our own life, this is not just for children, this is for all of us. It is vital for us to learn to, to recognize the cause of the emotion and to recognize the validity of the emotion. Not all emotions are valid. My anger over something that I've imagined is not valid. And I have to have the maturity enough to say, that's not true. I need, to, I need to apologize for the feelings that I'm having and work through it. And as we help our children navigate this, to teach them to recognize the source and to recognize the cause of their emotions will help them become better at, at determining what lies they are believing. Because listen, I, I'm dealing with teenagers all the time, particularly teenage girls, they are, they are so prone to believing lies. They are. They're prone to believing that, they're, that they're, they're, they're unattractive because of their weight. They're, they're prone to believe that they're, they're not as popular because they don't dress as trendy. They're prone to so, believing so many different lies, and none of them are valid, but they believe them. And we have to learn how to help our children navigate the truth of the emotion and to work through it. We need to be sure that we're teaching them the tools to regulate their emotion. Again, this is, this is something old school parenting box at. It, it, it's it's, it's kind of this, this sensitive, feel-good parenting. And, and it's often condemned as, oh, that's gentle parenting. Now, now I want to, again, side note here. I, I want us as Christians to be able to move past this idea that being, uh, that gentle parenting is this, this, this horrific thing. I, I, I want, I want, 
You need to listen carefully, okay? Don't tune out there and be like, oh, Brother Corey is a gentle parent. You, if you've, you know I am not necessarily a gentle person. Uh, it's not something that comes naturally to me. But it, it is a shame that many Christians view gentle parenting as this thing that must be abhorred and overcorrect to this angry, domineering parenting. Listen, I am not a gentle parent, but I strive to parent gently. And I think as Christians, that is how we should, that we should define our parenting. It is not meant to be this crushing, short leash, excuse me, short leash, angry parenting where we keep our child constantly in heel and they never have the ability to mature and to define anything for themselves. But on the flip side of that coin, it should not be this gentle, simpering parenting that, oh no, I can't help my kid. I, I can't make them do it. Listen, there is balance. In all things, there is balance. And in order to help our child learn to navigate these emotions and learn the, the proper skills to cope with them, we have to handle them gently. All right? So, so I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. I, I've mentioned multiple times already that we do spank our children. And, and I, I, our, you know what? Here we go. I'm, I'm just going to go into it. Our children understand they get spanked for three things. Disobedience, disrespect, and deceit. There are three Ds, Dis disobedience, disrespect, and deceit. If it falls into those three categories, they get a spanking. And so often, uh, if Ella or Cora has a bad day at school and they get uh, a coin taken away or whatever, whatever the consequences are, they'll come home and say, hey, do I get a spanking for that? Was it disobedience? Was it disrespect? Or, or was it deceit? If not, there's no consequences. You know, you, you were dealt with in school, that's fine. When it falls into that category, then there's punishment, all right? Outside of that, we'll use maybe time out or you lose a privilege or something along those lines. And we make consequences in their life extremely transactional. There is no emotion on our end. There's no, I'm mad, therefore you get punished. That is, that is a wrong way to handle parenting. When you are punishing your child out of your emotion, it, 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 it delivers the wrong message. When we punish our children, it, is, it should be exclusively because they have chosen to do, to do wrong, and so they earn the consequences of their choices, all right? Again, side note, gentle, that, that, that's just my philosophy on parenting. That's how we handle parenting, all right? So with that being said, how do we help our children cope with the emotions that they're feeling? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know the best way for your child. With, with my children, I found it works well to, all right, we're going to take a few minutes. I want you to go sit on your bed for a minute. When you're prepared to come out and talk and your emotion is not controlling you, then we can have a conversation. Uh, maybe it's sending them outside. Maybe it's telling them to clean something. I, I, I don't know. You know your child. You know what works for them. But it's vital. It is vital that you teach your child how to cope with their emotions. How many of us in our own marriage have had a problem because we have not been able to handle our emotion well? All of us, right? I, I, absolutely. I'm first up there. If, if I, as a, as a child, had, had learned some of these coping mechanisms, I could have approached my marriage even better than I did. But unfortunately, I had to learn them much later in life, and that caused a lot of issue and a lot of heartbreak. If we equip our children now, listen, it, it will help them in their marriages, it will help them in their professional field, it will help them in their walk with God. Teach our children how to cope. All right, secondly, allow your child to be uncomfortable. The best way to help our child learn how to cope with emotions is allow them to be uncomfortable. Uh, I, I, I don't like to see my kids uncomfortable. I don't know about you. It is not something I, I relish in. It's not something I enjoy. 
um, but it is something that is necessary. I, I don't like it that there's a little boy in one of my daughter's classes that is a bully and is mean to them. And as a dad, who, especially one who works here in the school, hey, it is very tempting for me to go down, go down there and get in his face. You leave my daughter alone, you hear me? But listen, I, it, is, it, is not, it is not the end of the world that my, child are, my children are mistreated on occasion within, within obvious parameters. It is not unfair that my child has a teacher who's unfairly harsh on them. I'm sorry, it is, it is not uh, uh, wrong that my child has a, a teacher who's unfairly harsh on them. I'm not saying that happens, but if it did, listen, a, a lot of parents' first reaction is, I got to go, I got to go deal with this. No, no, listen, let them be uncomfortable. Let them go through that conflict. Let them, let them learn to navigate some unfairness and some, some, some difficulty in their life because it will only better them as adults. Discomfort is something that we are so, so ready to remove from our children's lives, but it is so necessary and vital for their growth. Let's be sure we're allowing them to become uncomfortable in their emotions. Listen, it, you feel that it's unfair that they got to do that and you didn't? All right, sorry. I hate it for you. I hate that you feel that way. We're not changing anything. Uh, you, you're bothered that, that grandma sent her a new toy and didn't send you a new toy? Tough. I, 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 I hate that that happened, uh, but it's life, and I'm not, I'm not going to fix it for you. It, it's just discomfort, and you're going to have to learn to deal with it. We also need to teach them to problem solve through discomfort. We need to learn to help them learn how to compromise, how to, how to just deal with things being unfair. Because as long as we are parents who are rushing to remove any obstacle or any difficulty, th this does lead to this snowflake generation where everybody feels that they should be validated in everything that they're feeling and everything that they're thinking. No, stop. Stop. I'm sorry. It's uncomfortable for you. You're going to have to learn to deal with it. Uh, how, how can we move on past this? How can we be sure that this issue doesn't bother you any longer? Sometimes you just got to let time do the work. Uh, you can't remove it for them. Sometimes you can. Sometimes you can, you can give them steps to, to overcome the problem. But, but unfortunately, most of the time, as you and I all know, we just got to deal with it. And it's part of life. Thirdly, we need to take our responsibility. We need to take personal responsibility. <laughs> How many times have your children seen you lose your temper? I think if we're being honest, our children and our spouse, probably our children more so, have seen us lose our temper more than anyone else. I, I, I know in, 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 in my life it's very easy to, to lose my temper with my children. I feel validated in doing so, right? I have told you 45 times to stop hitting your sister with that, right? And, and I explode. I'm, I, I, I'm angry. And I, I allow this feeling that I, I, I've chosen to validate to, to explode all over my children. And, and I am walking away. And I, you guys go to your room. But, but I'm being completely unfair. I, I am wrong. Listen, it, it, we have to, as parents, be able to acknowledge our failures in order to help our children learn to acknowledge theirs. We cannot set an expectation for our children that we are not willing to set for ourselves. And some of us, we have to get really good at apologizing. We have to get really good at going to our child. Listen, don't, don't brush over it. Don't act like it didn't happen. Don't come out and say, hey, yeah, yeah, let's go get some ice cream. Everything's great. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 don't do that. Don't invalidate your anger towards your child. Uh, I'm sorry, minimize your anger towards your child. You need to stop. You need to, to sit down and look them in the eyes and say, 
I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. Please forgive me. Listen, there is nothing quite as humbling as looking your child in the face and apologizing to them. But there's nothing that's going to help them to learn to do the same as quickly as you doing it. Take personal responsibility. Do not allow yourself to, to minimize your anger as you try to deal with your child's anger, your child's emotions. Evaluate your emotions. Are you upset because you're inconvenienced or are you upset with a righteous anger? There is some of that. There, there is some righteous anger in parenting, absolutely. But I think a lot of times, if we were to, to scientifically track or graph how often we get mad, most of our angry outbursts are not because of a righteous anger, but because of an inconvenienced anger. I can't believe I've told you to do this 35, right? I, we, we, do, we, we explode because it bothers us. We need to be sure that we are evaluating our own emotions. Before you fly off the handle, and I know it's so much easier to say right now in this kind of clean setting, our children aren't here, everything's going great. Uh, but before we fly off the handle, we must, we must stop and say, why am I upset about this? Am I upset because they, they, they're running around the house and, and I'm just trying to take a nap and they won't quit hitting each other and they're screaming and they're giggling and, and now the dog's ch- jumping on them and, and I'm, I'm getting sensory overload. Shut up and sit down! Or, or is it because... It's something that, that truly deserves a righteous anger. Let's be sure that we evaluate our own emotion, that we, as we help our children navigate this, that we are educating them and educating ourselves in how to navigate this. Finally, number four, be patient. Be patient. The best way to help our children learn to navigate their emotions is to be patient. If your child ever got in the vehicle after school and they're mad, you don't know why, they're now picking a fight with their sister for no reason. A simple request becomes, becomes something monumental. So last week, uh, our, our, my girls got in the van, and uh, Cora was, was uh, I, don't, I don't even remember what happened, but Cora's uh, uh, booster seat was sitting on Ella's folder somehow, and Ella kindly, she did great, kindly asked Cora, can you please get up so I can pull my folder out? And Cora, no. Okay, and I'm sitting up front, and I'm letting them handle this. I'm letting them figure it out, and I'm but I'm watching the rearview mirror, and I see Ella. She says, "Cora, please, no." And so Ella then reaches over and slaps Cora. <laughs> Again, I, I'm still sitting here watching this, letting them figure it out. Okay, what's going to happen here? To which Cora then slaps Ella back, and now Ella says, "Dad, Cora hit me." And of course, I watched the whole thing. I saw how it happened. But why? So, so, of course, I address the issue. And I, I look at Cora. I said, Cora, why are you acting like this? Why are you being such a brat? I don't know. Listen, that's a little girl who's, who, for whatever reason, has had a rough day or, or things didn't go right and is now expressing those emotions in a, in, in a way that she truly doesn't even understand herself. From, from, from the, as soon as they're able to talk to the day they, they, they graduate college, it is... It, even further, they are going to deal with emotions their entire life. And we as parents must learn to help them and express those emotions appropriately and navigate them. And it's exhausting. I can't tell you how many times I've said to my daughters, listen, your emotions are controlling you. You are not controlling them. I've even had my daughter say to me, dad, my emotions are controlling me and I don't know how to stop them. (laughs) I don't know how to help you either. Like, to me, acknowledging that's enough, but for her, like, she's, I, I, be patient. It is a marathon. You have years 
years to invest in your child. And hopefully by the time they graduate high school, they've got a competent grasp on this. Be patient. This is a marathon. You are not going to get it all right one time. It will take decades for you to help them. Listen, how many of us still struggle with controlling our emotions? I'm I'm 32 years old, and I still struggle controlling my emotion. I should have it under control by now, but I don't. And it is unfair for us to treat our children as if they should when we ourselves struggle the same way. Let's learn to be patient, all right? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for allowing us to be here. And I thank you for uh, just allowing us the opportunity to to raise children and to uh, be parents. And Lord, I pray that you would help us as a church, parent or not, to be focused on investing in and raising the next generation to honor and glorify you. Lord, I love you. I thank you for loving us. I pray that you speak to us this morning in the main service and in your name. Amen.